You're listening to What's in the Box, the Xbox News Reviews, Theories, and Conspiracies podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Hutton, and I want to start this episode off by thanking you, our community. Your passion and feedback has allowed us to offer a truly immersive and technologically advanced fellow co-host named Kyle Sandin. Beat more, beat bop, intelligent jargon. (laughs) But we're not just bringing you one (laughs) mind-blowing and transformative co-host. That's right. We're bringing you at least one more, and you can play him anywhere. Brooks Nickel. That's right. You can take me on the bus. You can take me on the street. You can take me anywhere. I instantly regret my choices. (laughs) I thought you were about to Dr. Seuss the fuck out of this right there. there. (laughs) Yeah. I was was like having PTSD to green eggs and ham being read over and over again. That's what I was getting. Adolescent years. Well, I'm glad you thought about it that way. It's not where my mind went. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was a mix of that and like prostitution. But um. <laughs> <laughs> where's the quarter go? Uh, before we get started, I want to say uh, Hunter will not be joining us tonight. He is currently uh, in the house buying process. He is a proud you. homeowner now. We do miss him. Miss uh, but congratulations to. He and his wife, Alexis, um, we're excited for him, and I know they're excited about moving and stuff, so good on them yep. for, you know, making big life decisions. And we're going to raffle off that that street address for the new house <laughs> in the next episode <laughs> or two here, so. Yes, that's right. So get yeah. ready. Get <laughs> yeah. your tweets in. Yeah. That's sweet. Oh, we'll get, we'll get oh, a question man. out for you by the end of the episode, and best tweet wins. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get a good hashtag to go with that so these are easier to find? Hashtag Hunter's New Home. <laughs> I hope they make an HGTV show about it. <laughs> I think it'd be great. We'll oh, help them make an open floor plan. But yeah. Demo work. This week on What's in the Box, we're blasting Nip and getting out the sledgehammers. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Cutting diamonds uh, with mine. Yeah, I know, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Very expressive. Well, uh, so on the topic of uh, oh, the, hey, easy. I'm segueing again. Okay. Okay. All right. You, you're driving. Yeah. On the uh, on the topic of uh, you know starting new, we got some uh, new stuff coming out in the gaming community. It's a big week. E3 boys. Yes, indeed. Great segue. Yep. It was good. It was Thank good. You. So I thought <laughs> since we're primarily focus on Xbox gaming on this podcast, we would start by just kind of doing a breakdown of the big news uh, Microsoft announced at their E3 presentation. And so we'll kind of run through the real big products and services that are on the horizon first, and then we'll get into Mm -hmm. uh, some of the upcoming games. But um, I thought we would start with xCloud since last week Stadia announced their pricing information and some of you know the games we can expect on that streaming platform, which, as we said last week, will be available on any device with Google Chrome. So Microsoft talked a bit about xCloud. They didn't spend a ton of time on it during the E3 presentation, certainly not as much as I expected. I really thought this would kind of be the focal point of their E3 yeah. presentation. Um, just because I thought they would want to do kind of a strong counter to Google Stadia. Um, but that was not really the case. It's in beta right now. They let people who were at E3 demo it. Um, and I don't know if they have like, you know, a, a longer term access to the beta beyond that. And then 
it'll be released this fall. And so it will allow you to stream either from the console in your home or using like the xCloud servers, their data centers, which I think PlayStation, I think even currently has like console streaming. And I mean, you can stream your Xbox to PC and stuff now. So I mean, that's not like a huge new addition, but you know, it'll add in mobile devices and stuff like that. Yeah, I think the mobile device would be cool. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I think... Do it at work. Um, <laughs> I, I read an article today that they were talking about that, you know, xCloud and Stadia, really their first victim potentially is the Switch. Because really? with, with you being able to play all these different types of games on tablets and on your phone, and they're going to be running at such a higher quality than what a Switch is capable of doing because of that the cloud-based services. The Nintendo Switch really is kind of the thing that I guess has a has a crosshair on its back, but nah. I don't know. With Nintendo... I, Nintendo fans are fucking diehard, man. They, they have, uh, they have games that are so good, yeah, yeah. that you... Exactly. It doesn't matter they're, what the and fuck you do. And they they've been a, a loyal company to their loyal fans. So sure, absolutely. I think they'll they will always be there. They'll always stay afloat. It'll just be they'll it, it'll be an addition. The fact that you'll probably be able to stream a lot of your stuff on your Switch that yes. you couldn't get on there before. So, well, to me, yeah. I've always seen it as it feels like, or I see it as Microsoft having the crossers on them. And the video I watched kind of even made it seem more like that because it just seemed like a bunch of marketing you know jargon as you put it hutton oh sure. slammed together in a video and it was like well okay <laughs> i know it, it really did not offer a lot of specific information and and both on this and then the next thing we're talking about was on the project scarlet which is their next gen console which is still in in code name form and they did not give it an, a proper name which i thought was probably not a great sign because that probably means they don't know what the fuck they're going to call it um and it the rumor is that it kind of like this current uh, gen cycle where you have like the original xbox one you have the xbox one s you have the xbox one x you have the all digital console that's coming soon you have uh, these kind of different flavors. The rumor on Project Scarlet is that uh, there'll be a, a suite of three different consoles. And the one that they read the specs off and kind of talked about, I think, will be the high-end version. Um, I think there'll be a, probably a more modestly priced version that won't be able to do <laughs> all of this. What they're saying right now is it'll be up to an 8K resolution. It'll be capable of achieving 120 frames per second. They did not say specifically 120 frames at 8K. I kind of doubt that yeah. will be possible. Well, I can see it at 4, but... What studios are going to make games that are going to be at 8K anyways? Right. Yeah, that's not going to happen probably oh, for yeah, a while. Major pressure. Yeah. How much is an 8K TV right now? <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, how much is this console going to be? And then how much is an 8K TV? Yeah, yeah. you're, you're you looking buy at a car. 3, 4K, K. Yeah. yes, <laughs> to, do, to do this. Oh, um, yeah, probably not. more. Um, and so they, the only things they really talked about specifically were essentially kind of matching the specs that PS5 had already mentioned um, by saying, hey, <laughs> we have an SSD RAM and we also have SSD internal memory. Games are going to load incredibly fast. And then they just kept saying words like immersive. This is going to be... Blah, blah, blah. No blah, load blah, blah, times. Blah. No yeah, times. no <laughs> load times, like 800 fucking times <laughs> yeah. in a short video. But they didn't show anything that, like, loading. They didn't show any, like, actual gameplay no. from it. They didn't. And, yeah, speaking of that, that actually cracked me up. I was going to mention, yeah, throughout the whole video, you know, sometimes if there's a console, right, they'll show, like, the edges of the console or something. But this one was just letters. They were, like, showing the edges on these letters in between these, like, statements from the team members. And I was like, 
what in the hell is this crap? Yeah, yeah. It gave us like no concept of, of what it'll look like. It's a stupid filler. How much it'll cost or what it's really capable of, you know. Um, but I, I think the reason I, I kind of mentioned, kind of surprised by both how they showed xCloud and how they showed Project Scarlet, because as we mentioned, like Sony wasn't there this time. And if you're going to take advantage of that, then fucking take advantage of it and, and blow it out of the water. And I think what, what happened, this was the feeling I got anyway, and I haven't seen anything on this. This could just be total bullshit on my part. But I think Stadia was more feature-rich and more capable than they expected it to be. So they didn't talk about yep. xCloud very Amen. much because yep. Stadia was probably doing things better than they were going to be able to do <laughs> right now anyway. And then I think the Scarlet, the, the rumor is right now that maybe this high-end Xbox kind of matches the PS5. But they're saying, yeah. like, kind of the industry whispers are the, the next Xbox doesn't stack up against PS5. So this is another console cycle, yeah. as the rumor says, where they're going to have an underpowered console versus PlayStation, which did not work Sound out so well ship, for boys. <laughs> What's in the Sony box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The the PlayStation video games and conspiracy podcast. I get the vibe of like they were just throwing a ton of cologne on the whole situation to cover. Right. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Was yeah. that Link's Xbox scent cologne? Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was that Xbox body spray. Very oh, much yeah, so. Probably, yeah. huh? <laughs> uh, the thing that was interesting to me, you know, whenever they announced the Xbox One X, they were all about being like, this is the most powerful console ever fucking made, you know, and then this time they're very careful yeah. with how they're wording it. They're like, this is the most powerful console um, we've ever made. And I'm like, hmm, there's, yeah, there's a kind of a change uh, in your scrambling. tone here. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm I'm a little leery on that front. And then I saw I saw an article yeah. today. I think it was on GameSpot. They did an interview with Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, and he he said, you know, I'm not as concerned with people upgrading to the next systems as you might think, which I thought was a weird statement to make. He was like, you know, I'm not super concerned yeah, with hardware because we don't make our money from hardware. We make our money from games and services. Because a lot of times they'll they'll take a loss, particularly at a console launch. You know they'll lose fifty hmm. to hundred dollars on every console. And so from like a business sense, it makes you know total sense. But like saying that right now after you've announced that is kind of like a weird timing to be like, hey, you know if you don't want to buy it, that's okay. Just uh, <laughs> keep Xbox alive, please. You know like. Um, Ignorant hubris. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's usually so slick and and does a good job, mm -hmm. and I, I usually am a pretty big fan of his, but. Um, I don't know. I, I think this was those parts were, were a disappointment, and I, I think kind of how I handled that was maybe not the best. Um, next up, I have uh, the Game Pass Ultimate being announced. Yeah, for sure. I thought this was actually a bright spot for for I do too. presentation. I who would have thought that like their Game Pass would ultimately be the best fucking thing at their <laughs> presentation? I, I, I think it probably yeah, was. Yeah. Um, so with their with Ultimate, um, Bricks, you want to go over the changes they're making on that? Uh, yeah. So it's going to include Xbox and Windows support, dollar for the first month, which I guess is nice for a month. Um, but even after that, <laughs> it only goes up to you know fifteen bucks a month. Includes gold, um, and it's going to include Outer Worlds. Yeah, I was surprised to I'm see. Sure we'll Outer talk about Worlds. that. Yeah, I was surprised to see because like they acquired Obsidian, but that game's not published by Microsoft. 
Yeah, uh, that was part of their deal with uh, is it Private Division, that kind of subsidiary of 2K games. I can't remember. Now, I had a question on the Game Pass because you know I haven't used it much. Do you, sure. Like, as DLC comes out, like the Forza Horizon 4's um, uh-huh. Lego DLC, right? Does that which was awesome. Get included on the Game Pass as well, or it does for their first party games. Yeah, so all the Forza stuff. Um, Halo, Gears. That, that's the thing, you know, I was thinking like, Solid. man, this fall, there's a couple games that are coming out that I'm about to buy. And then I remembered, oh shit, those are on Game Pass now. <laughs> you know, which yeah, is kind of a nice feeling, you know. But yeah, so oh, all the DLC. Have to show out for Gears. Yes, all the DLCs okay. included on first party Awesome. Games. That might make it worth yeah. it. They announced like, I think State of Decay got DLC during E3 and stuff that pushed out through Game Pass. If you wanted to play that game, the, the second one or whatever. Um, which is not yeah. my particularly my favorite if game, you, but like it's it's cool to, that they do that. Only thing I think would be cool for them to add uh, to the Game Pass Ultimate as well, and this is kind of against everything I've ever said on this podcast, but sure, you know, maybe some uh, some in-game stuff that you could get on their exclusives f- for being a Game Pass member. I don't know if they do that already. Yeah, do they? yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say Assassin's Creed. <laughs> oh god i wasn't kyle i wasn't gonna say that at all I, you know i'm not sure that they do you know every once in a while xbox live will be like hey thanks for playing this one game you could like a message from them and it'll have mm-hmm. a code to redeem for whatever game yeah um, i don't know if some of that's tied to not I mean, just your purchases but also to yeah 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 but to Services you buy, skins. I have no sure gun no skins. Clue. But so yeah, I think they should implement something. Yeah, like Forza does for their like loyal players. Like, yeah, some yeah, credits and such and such game, or just yeah. Thank you for you playing our previous entries. Here's this. To welcome Here's five you, bucks to use on microtransaction yeah. shit. So. Yeah, they're awesome about that kind of stuff. So uh, upcoming games included on the Game Pass: Outer Worlds, Gears Five. As far as fall games, um, that Blair Witch game is going to be on it. Uh, Battletoads, Minecraft mm-hmm. Dungeons, um, so some some neat stuff that'll be coming to it. Let, let's talk a little bit about games. Any initial impressions of uh, Gears Five? Yeah, I have the I'm under the impression that I wish Hunter was here to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You, Hunter. Yeah, I, well, see, yeah, with it being on the Game Pass, you know, I might play it. If it wasn't on there, it'd be I'd be on the fence about you know maybe picking it up or I might rent it or something. But their their new escape mode looked really cool. I was reading up on it a little bit. Yeah, the uh, three person like co op. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like a nice yeah. change from the the horde. Cause I was never a fan of like the horde, like just killing shit endlessly for hours on end. But so, so at least here, there's like an end in mind, and that I like that kind of thing. So. Yeah, and it's so focused on speed versus like purely like holding an area which i mean mm-hmm. i guess there's kind of a speed component to the horde mode as well but it's yeah. not there's no forward momentum obviously because you're you're holding kind of a you know specific area. the one thing i didn't like reading was the uh um, where's it on my notes here it seemed like you had to go through like three different modifiers to move on to like the next escape oh, okay thing yeah. and i was like well that's dumb you know i should be able to just complete one move on if because the modifiers would like change the difficulty, and I was like, "Well, I don't want to have to like play the uber hard level to get to this next <laughs> one." Like, right, right. Let me enjoy the damn mode, you know. I just haven't yeah. played Gears of War in a long time. Mm-hmm. Any of them, so I'm very far behind in that series. They were just they always felt clunky to me, and I know a lot of people really enjoy their play style. The little cinematic trailer was cool. it's kind of trippy. Yeah, yeah it's it it very Gears. 
Like it, it reminded yeah. me of that, like when they did used Mad World and uh, kind of had. That I was same. I was gonna actually bring that up, but in a different avenue. There, I was gonna say I thought like they they'd lost a lot since that initial Mad World yeah. trailer. Uh, yeah, 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 like that well, was cool. That like, got me excited. This one was just yes. like uh, okay. It was way trippier and like yeah. over, yeah, over the top. But I think like the type of music that they used kind of matched that Mad mm-hmm. World it did. style. Um, and kind of a, a little, I don't know, it felt within the same realm of that. But I, I agree, it was way more over the top and didn't quite tug at your heartstrings the way that original promo did, where you were like, what the fuck mm-hmm. is this? Yeah. This looks pretty good. Yeah, it was fine. I Again, like, Microsoft was so light on showing gameplay. Like, we've seen some stuff from the escape mode mm-hmm. um, that they you know, showed off a little bit later, but, and it, it looks fine. And it, it does, I don't get the sense that the game's open world, as we mentioned last week was one of the rumors that I don't think they said outright either way. It doesn't look that way. It wouldn't fit their style. I think, I think graphically it looks really sharp. Loved the first gears. I uh, loved the second gears. I don't know that I ever finished the third or the fourth. I didn't play judgment. So I stopped on three. I, I just I yeah. played the fourth. The fourth I don't know. I, are, are any of them any different? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it irritates me like yeah and like again like i said i know people are fans of the games and they probably don't want a lot of stuff to change in them but i just didn't i don't know i just years of war i guess it's a big enough game to hold on to that just the sole fact that it's like here's a fifth one or, yeah. oh yeah i'm gonna buy it kind of like call of duty i guess yeah i don't know i mean i don't think it's ever had the maybe the first one you know but i don't, I don't think it's ever quite sold even remotely close to a call of duty so i I don't think it's outside the realm for them to go okay we need to redesign this game you know Mm -hmm. Um, and then i i wish they would take a stronger look at it because i I think it's it looks dated to me i I think cover shooters in general Mm -hmm. are dated yeah i just don't feel like we've seen enough of it yet yeah to Mm -hmm. really agreed make a sound judgment other than i don't like gears of war so. Right, right. I like the series, and I, I mean, I like kind of like the, the the heft of the movement. I like how the weapons feel and stuff in it. Fine. Um, we we talked about it last week. It's just it's an older franchise. It needs to do something new. It's not going to stand out if it keeps playing the same song over and over again. And Microsoft mm-hmm. desperately needs standout games, not just games that are at this baseline of fine. And this is what you expect. They need games that are going to blow yes. you out of the water, and they aren't making those seemingly um well and go ahead no no did you have more on gears i did not i was gonna, okay cool go ahead explain. yeah well because i had a badass segue i was gonna throw in there uh, you know <laughs> so I okay thought, all right all right <laughs> go ahead and get that geared up uh no you know on the along the lines there of adapting and and retooling the format there and reimagining something better yes. no, not, even, not even reimagining that's that <laughs> Shit. Uh, one game that that I thought looked really really cool was Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, you know, Minecraft's been out for a while, and this is a completely yes. different spin on that. Uh, I don't enjoy playing Minecraft a lot. I mean, it's fun. Don't get me wrong, but this is just something completely different. Yeah, and I I agree. I, you know, I I do enjoy Minecraft, and I I don't think I ever would have. I bought Minecraft on like a phone or a tablet or something for my nieces and nephews years ago, and I I would play. I played it before I ever played it with them just so I get a sense of like, what the fuck you do in this game? And I, I just didn't really understand what the appeal was until I played it with Adam, who was a guest on our Loot Shooter episode. I played it with him and Hunter and Alexis. And um, 
there's so much game there that is not immediately obvious. And it's nice if you play with people that know like kind of the little secrets and inner workings of that game, because it can go so deep and become so satisfying, but it is not immediately obvious. There's not a lot of yeah. handholding in that oh, game. Bet. And, um, it, and so, yeah. but one thing that's fun in that game is going through. And when you discover like these caves that are full of, enemies or these little little dungeons and stuff within that just the regular minecraft and to so see them actually turn that into an over-the-top kind of action rpg game in the style of yeah. diablo is both fitting for that world but a different spin on the game like it, it, yeah. it looks cool in that the artwork you know, the artwork looks really nice um the dungeon crawling stuff looks fun the the gear customization looks kind of silly but at the same time looks like it has the potential you could have some cool builds and stuff yeah it looks like it has a lot of depth yeah it really does and so i i was really impressed with that and and who would have thought that would be another game where i was like oh that actually looks pretty pretty fun but i i thought that one looked great i love action rpgs shit though i mean i saw a uh, vr bit they did with some minecraft and that looked pretty cool oh yeah 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 can't remember what they called that. Let's talk before we get get to kind of other games. Let's talk Halo real quick while we're still kind of in the Gears Minecraft vein of like premier Microsoft ex- exclusives. Um, what'd you guys think of the Halo Infinite trailer? I thought it was pretty good. Looked real good. I mean, you what? said it, it was running on the engine, correct? In it, right? It's supposedly it's yeah. the the in game engine. Yeah, um, it looked really good. Then I'm gonna take my opportunity here. Okay. With Hunter Hunter being absent. Uh, I know that I won't be verbally accosted for saying this, but (laughs) fuck, dude, I'm just, it's Halo. I'm tired of Halo again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Here's Master Chief some more. Here we go. (laughs) Go to hell. Uh, How they've been talking about it. I just, how they've been talking about it. They make it sound like it's going to be this completely different experience. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, they've been hyping this shit for months. And so I'm expecting in this trailer for it, to feel like some sort of growth of of narrative of content like that's what i'm expecting and the things that i liked about it before i go negative the things i liked beautifully graphically i mean like the oh, lighting mm-hmm. the visual effects yeah. like the the it ice on the, the like windshield or whatever you want to call it the spaceship yeah like it super cool um some of the features they're talking about on it the return of four player split screen is great um mm-hmm. the fact that it's available on xbox one as well as next gen is great the thing i did not like about the trailer one we spend a lot of time with a guy we do not know right this bearded dude yeah that we have no emotional connection to and then we we get some little insight into his family or whatever like like to make us care about some guy we don't know like i don't know mm-hmm. like it was this shoehorn stab stab at trying to draw empathy from from viewers and yeah. then master chiefs floating in space we bring him in, we reboot him here, hmm. and then immediately there's like this attack thing, and it it did like the the real classic macho bullshit of like, no, it's time to fight, kind of like it's like ah oh, fuck, like Jesus yeah, Christ, time, this is the same shit you've done over and over and over again. Like I don't want like that's the stupid thing to do in this situation. Like can we see something new? <laughs> like like I don't like. I don't know. That was fine like in the that. early days of video games for me. Yeah, I can see that. Like, like I think I think it's an appeal to people who love classic Halo. Yeah, I do think it's an appeal out. to that. There we go. Because it, it it does match. Like, was it Halo Two? Whenever he's like, mm-hmm. jumps out at the finishing end of it. This fight. Yeah, right finishing this end. fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a very really big nod to that kind <laughs> of thing. Um, 
which is is a good nod, I think, to fans and people who like that. But like to me, video game narratives in games like The Witcher and how we're seeing cyberpunk shape up in games like Red Dead mm. and God of War, that has grown so much that I think that's kind of like almost like the 2001 Spider-Man version. And I'm mm. wanting like, you know, Avengers Endgame or something now. You well, know? I feel like, <laughs> like they tried to do I that in five kind of and it turned out to be shit. So... Yeah, yeah. I think they they tried to make it way weirder, and they did not quite have the chops to do it or something. I don't know. I agree. It didn't work. So maybe simplifying on a story front, and, and we don't know if that's necessarily the case. Yeah, I mean, it's haven't seen too much yet. Cutscene, but um, I did not love that vibe. I loved how it looked. We don't know anything about gameplay really. So. Ultimately, that's going to decide whether or not it's good, right? The story mm-hmm. we can, you know, can be somewhat bad, and it can still be a great game um, based solely on the the gameplay experience. I still have have pretty high hopes for it, but I, I would say they Agreed. were damaged slightly based on the lack of new information about it and and a trailer that felt kind of dated to me as far as the story content, not necessarily how it looked. Yeah, I would like some more story. I just want to know what the fuck they're going to do that's different. Yeah, because we <laughs> see another Halo see. ring, and then... They and changed his armor, though, Brooks. They, they tweaked the armor <laughs> a little bit. No, I just I just want to see that next thing, because they can deliver it, but maybe the good part of that team is doing Destiny. Yeah. Maybe they just blow up all the rings, and that's the big bang that yeah. starts was currently... Now, yeah, going maybe, deep, man. Maybe <laughs> no mass speculation. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. I think the most surprising thing in um, their show was the Blair Witch announcement. Like, who the fuck would have expected? It looks cool. It does. It looked pretty decent. Like, I it, it looked it's a strange kind of... time to like pull that yeah. card. Yes, <laughs> out of left field, man. Like big yeah. time, but Gra- graphically it looked sharp. Um, it it seemed to have the same kind of sense of foreboding and confusion and terror that that original movie had when it came out. That so yeah. many movies have tried to rip off and and most unsuccessfully. But yeah, and it's a pretty stagnant genre. Like horror games are are. I mean, Resident Evil does a really yeah, kind of owns it. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's some other ones out there that are kind fine. of clones. But yeah, other than that, there's just not. It's it's not real rich in, in variety, so it'll. I think it'll do well, for sure. Yeah, but I, I was surprised by that one. Um, Battletoads, baby! Yeah, Battletoads. Battletoads is back it. in action. Yeah, it did look good. I liked the, the art style on it. And, yeah, um, they, they almost went that like one. Cuphead approach with it, which is, yes, is pretty did. neat. I think it's going to... Really? Yeah, it's going to lend well cool. to it. Um, everything's hand-drawn, so uh, the animation's going to be really good. I think it'll... Ultimately, it'll more than likely it'll be a short game, but depending on the difficulty of it, you know, it might be much longer than preemptively give it credit for. But now it it looks fantastic. Uh, I think it's going to be what four player co op, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember if it's four. Probably it's four. I just only remember three characters though in Battletoads. Are there four? Yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) Give me lines. I can can only remember three. I, I it's three or four I can't remember which, uh, but it does have like couch co-op support for whatever the max player count is. It takes three to tango. Um, it takes three to tango. No, I and threesome. 
Um, <laughs> and yep. then, so Blair Witch was like the out of left field thing. It's rash, zits, uh, and pimple. Ra- yes, oh gosh, yes. There are three. I just remembered zits and pimple. Yeah, the other <laughs> one's the other one's rash. So yeah, three, three player co-op. Okay, boom. Okay, you can continue. Uh, so I didn't realize that Cyberpunk was going to do its main showing at Microsoft's presentation. So that was a pretty big deal uh, to land that. And Fuck yes, and it looked so fantastic. It did look great, and I'm and how they presented it. Mm. Yeah, me too. the The cinematic dude, like that's how you do a cinematic trailer. It was tense. It was action mm-hmm. driven. Mm-hmm. Like all the, the shit music. hit the fan in it, and then like right whenever it kind of dropped down, you've got uh-huh. the man, the myth, the legend, Keanu Reeves yes. rendered Keanu. beautifully in the game. Yeah. That's how you just end. just point mm-hmm. break fucking surfboarding yeah. over a wave of garbage in the land. We got a city to destroy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was God, awesome. So yeah. then, he, then he walks out on the stage, like, yeah. like I think that's like that was that a was cool. a mark of like how you present a game because it was like mm-hmm. baseline expectation is a decent cinematic. They exceed that expectation by delivering like a really badass one. Not only is it badass, it ends with a celebrity cameo of somebody uh-huh. that's you know pretty well regarded and still at the top mm-hmm. of his game. Um, and then not only do you have that cameo, but then that guy comes out and talks about the game and has one of the funner speeches at E3 ultimately. Mm-hmm. They, they stole the show and we knew they would. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was it's, surprised. It's the last game, probably aside from death stranding this console generation that matters probably. <laughs> like, that's like mm-hmm. going to be a really big, big game. Um, and uh yeah dude super excited about that one i i thought it looked incredible yeah um, i might be uh i might be sold now on the idea that uh watchdogs might be pretty good as well so yes we'll see yeah, yeah other yeah. than that there i didn't i didn't think there was much yes yeah so let's that let's get really... into our best and worst awards and I, I made a list here. If you want to add something to it, if you want to take away from it, if you want to butt heads with me, bring it on. <laughs> let's let's go. Um, but starting out, our best and worst in the category of the Sad Trombone Award, we've got this. So this is like the biggest dud of a presentation. What about the Sad yeah. Titanic song, flute song? The Sad yeah. Titanic flute song. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, the biggest dud of a presentation, huh? I think it has to go Bethesda. Um, because anytime you have to spend a considerable <laughs> portion apologizing for the state <laughs> of the game, that's not a good uh, E3 <laughs> presentation. Really? And then when one of your main pieces of new news is the fact that you're adding a battle royale mode to this game <laughs> that is not highly regarded. Yeah. Uh, it just Shit looks like you're 76. floundering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's got a BR mode. Oh man. And it's free but to play for a week or now. something. Yeah. You can, you can hop in everybody <laughs> right now. Go experience BR in one of the clunkiest, most broken games uh, of all fucking time. Yeah. Sounds like a second little 30 second Skyrim video would have been better. 
<laughs> yeah, they yeah. didn't do that. Not Skyrim, just, but excuse me, Elder just Scrolls. apologize for an yeah. hour and, and fifteen yeah. minutes, and then give us a six minute Sky, Skyrim clip. We're sorry, or Elder Scrolls clip. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, yeah, um, Doom Eternal looks good. That that's one that when I watch videos of it, I don't know how much I'll enjoy it just because there are certain conventions in modern shooters that I really like in regards to movement and traversal. I know I talk about this a lot. It's like my one beef that I won't shut up about, but like when you move around an apex, like you sprint an apex, right? Your gun changes position. When you slide, depending on the elevation that changes like how your momentum there's a sense of weight and gravity all the time mm-hmm. when you play in a game like apex a game like destiny has a decent sense of traversal black ops 4 had a decent sense of traversal Titanfall's always had a great sense of it mm-hmm. but when i look at doom eternal it, there's no like the weapon doesn't move when you're sprinting it's always like flat um just kind of on that uh, x-axis it's just kind of resting there um, your speed looks constant, like it doesn't really change. Um, it looks very kind of floaty, arcadey in the classic shooter style, which, I mean, that's that's Doom's origin. That's kind of what Doom owns. But I, I would really like to kind of see it get updated where some of those small changes are implemented. Because, man, when it just feels good to move around, I can spend a lot more time in a game. When you get that right, which is such a... You know, yeah. you you move a lot in games, well, it makes it <laughs> and more if, immersive. if that doesn't feel good, yeah, then I yeah. I don't want to spend as much time in it. And so yeah. I, I have, I'm a little leery on that front. But uh, the action looked good, the guns looked wacky. It looks like more Doom. I don't know that it looked like anything incredibly new on that front. But that one, and then Wolfenstein Young Bloods looked pretty decent. Um, I'm excited to play Wolfenstein in a cooperative experience because I, I think those games are, are really good. The first one was excellent. Yeah, it'll be, I finished it'll it be not terribly long ago. I haven't finished the second one. Um, I thought the story so far in the second one's been great, but I felt like the, the like the level design or something wasn't quite as good as the first one, um, mm-hmm. but still, still a fun game. And then anything else we want to say on the sad trombone award? Anything you guys saw that you thought was kind of a, a flop? Uh, yeah, Mm-mm. I was really holding out for Splinter Cell, and you know, oh, I got it. Fuck yeah, I got it. Yeah, if I move to Japan and want to play a <laughs> shitty ass mobile game, fuck yeah, yeah, so dude. I, that one in there really, to this I was totally tumble. guessing on that in the. the- the message it's some it's, like it's it's like a mobile uh That's hilarious. tactical oh, wow. game kind of deal like uh yeah turn-based and it's got people from rainbows like characters from rainbow six people from ghost recon splinter cell yeah um division shit and it looks crap janky as fuck and terrible um, but no, yeah, that, I wish that, they fucking it. said something about Splinter. So that was, yeah, that was a huge letdown. Yeah, that's a good point. That was a fucking sad trombone moment for sure. Our next award is the I hate to ad- admit, I hate to admit it award. Uh-huh. A game that shouldn't look decent but does because ah, the Watchdogs Legion thing is going to get my vote <laughs> because it ultimately looked fairly cool. Um, the basic badass. new new system they're adding seems pretty unique to to gaming, and um, yeah. So it's you can recruit any non playable character to your your cause as you're kind of going against government and some shitty corporate interests and gangs and shit within uh, kind of an alternate London. And 
was about to say the the London setting looked pretty cool. Yeah, it did. I, I liked how it was rendered. Um, I liked the vibe that I'm glad they didn't make it like set right in contemporary times. You know, they they made everything mm-hmm. kind of get escalated and dialed to eleven, which I think allows the game to be a little more colorful and offer you more options Absolutely. as far as combat. And, stuff. Yeah. and so I I think the the changes in melee combat looked really good. Whenever that showed some of the fighting and some of that game, that looked great. The fact that how law enforcement or whatever responds to you is is based on what you do. Like if, if you're just getting in a fist fight, they're not going to use lethal force or whatever. But like, you know, if you escalate it, you pull out a gun or something, then all these people in the area that are around, you know, are going to come after you with lethal force and stuff like that, which is always a good mechanic in a game. Um, the switching to characters look cool. The fact that there's like a permadeath on these characters, I think yeah. is pretty, pretty awesome. It, oh, it's, wow. adds, adds whole, kind of a gravity to it system just seems very innovative i think that's the rest of it looked good like the mechanics are going to be fun you know the uh we talked about a lot the 30 second loop looks like it will be really fun uh but then on top of that just the idea that you have this whole city at your disposal this whole city's worth of people that are rising up and forming this resistance and then even beyond that the weight of if you misplay one of your characters and they get killed they're done you have to go recruit somebody else for that or you might have somebody else that's you know good at that area i mean they showed off like the fact that the little gameplay they were looking for a drone specialist and so he's walking around kind of just right using his phone to pull stats off different citizens and stuff and then they switch to a hacker and and they switch to the old lady who's playable and it looked like she just killed a bunch of people i don't know (laughs) it it, it just it seems like a really neat system it's going to offer a lot of different avenues that you can accomplish things in that game. So the replayability will probably be pretty high. The only thing I'm holding out on is, you know, as Kyle and I discussed on the last episode, Watch Dogs 2 did not feel good. And I think like this recruiting thing, I think my concern on the recruiting thing is, is like, I love the idea. I think it's awesome. I think it's innovative, but how many voice lines do you have? How many characters are actually there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, I imagine there's like a core group of characters that are like the main ones. And then any other NPCs you're probably grabbing are pretty generic and probably say the same shit over and over and over again is my guess. Possible. And that, that yeah. might not be the case. They might have a shit ton of voice lines. I don't know. That that seems pretty impossible to me. And so I, I think that kind of thing could be a problem. This this notion of like you can recruit anybody, da, 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 it might ultimately be a more hand-holding and curated experience than we're anticipating at the moment. That's just a guess. I'd have nothing yeah. to say that either, you know, no experience with it. It I, it does look very good. The, my only other concern is like the mission design. And I'm also tired of fighting drones in games. And it looks like Ubisoft <laughs> just really fucking hates drones. Do, like the yeah, bad guy in every <laughs> Ubisoft game. Yeah. Drone. I, I think their CEO, like Amazon delivered him a package with a drone one day. And he was like, nope, I don't like this. <laughs> Neighbor kids got a drone. <laughs> Yeah, um, so that's just his neighbor's <laughs> I used to be able to swim naked in the pool, but not since we mentioned these damn drones. <laughs> yeah. Me and my wife haven't had he- sex in ages in that pool. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I had. My, my, that's all I had going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's just every game they make. That part's just kind of killing me. Um, but it does it does look good. Um, I I hope it's awesome. It does seem like Ubisoft in general has stepped up their game lately with almost everything they made. So uh, for years, it was kind of the running joke that Ubisoft just kind of reskinned the same game over and over and over again for everything they made. And 
and now it seems like they're really creating um, distinct experiences with each each franchise. So our next award is the the Not My Thor Award, which is the worst <laughs> representation <laughs> of a beloved Marvel character. So I, I was interested in this uh, Square Enix Avengers game, and uh-huh. uh, and then I saw the trailer, and I'm not excited anymore. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't watch the newest trailer yet, so it. I missed that one. Thor looks really weird in it, and his hair is like very stiff, and he his voice actor is bad, and is really leaning into the kind of older version of Thor, like pre Ragnarok. Yeah, before he had like a sense of humor. Uh-huh. Good. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. and so I I read a like impressions. I think IGN did this because th- they got to see a, a closed door demo of it, um, like actual gameplay. Mm-hmm. And and they seemed to to act like the, they weren't thrilled by that cinematic either. And but like the actual gameplay itself looked pretty good. Okay. Um, and so That's positive. Yeah. The only thing that seemed kind of negative to me was they were switching from different Avengers. And I don't know, because my understanding was that this was largely a cooperative game and that you'd be playing one character, but then maybe just for the sake of demoing it, you know, they're bouncing back and forth. But it sounded like it was they were bouncing back and forth within the same mission. Um, hmm. And they had, uh, whenever they played as Iron Man, instead of just like flying and having control over that, it was like an on the rails chase, you know, where it was like, you basically are just pushing forward on your, on the sticks and and going behind this guy. Like you're flying, but you don't really have any kind of control of where you're going. It's not open. It's not. um, And then that might just be this one mission, but they said like during a fight, Iron Man would just kind of hover and didn't seem really capable of, flying around they didn't know if thor would be able to fly like like some of the movement stuff seemed kind of limiting um i don't know i think just in how the characters are designed they all look so generic the voice acting was so bad in that trailer that i'm not confident in their ability to add loot to the game and like make it interesting (laughs) you know for for like for a game where it's like like a loot-based game where you're trying to gear out and stuff it's got to be kind of weird. It's got to be kind of wild. It's It's got to be something where it's like, oh, shit, that looks crazy as fuck. And you want that particular gear, not just because it does cool stuff, but it looks badass. And if everything looks kind of generic and, and vanilla, it's you got no you got no drive to do that. And, and I just don't have a lot of confidence that it's something I would really chase after. To go back to the episode before, high hopes but low expectations, right? Yes. Yeah. And and they did seem like on that their the closed door impressions. I think overall they felt pretty good about it. Like they seemed like they they were pretty impressed with it. Um, and then they did a closed door on Cyberpunk showing new gameplay and stuff. And on this one they said it still looked really great. But I think what CD Projekt Red ultimately did was show off more of like the systems and leveling and stuff this time. So yeah. they didn't show as like sexy of stuff. But yeah. I think it'll be more useful information, yeah. you know, as a potential buyer of the game to go, okay, so that's how all of that stuff's going to work. I think I'm more interested in that at this point because I'm, I'm like very confident in their ability to deliver a story and deliver Agreed. action and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm more concerned with like how managing an inventory and managing the abilities and all that kind of stuff works. So I'm glad they're mm-hmm. going to do that. And I think we'll see kind of a super cut version of that in August. I think a CD Project Red's plan is 
late summer to, to awesome. show off whatever they showed at kind of the closed door session at E3. I'm pretty excited about this next one, Josh. Can I can I announce Please. this? Please. Yeah, so uh, this one is the I Can't Believe It's Real Award, <laughs> uh, which is a rumored game that actually showed up at E3. And the winner of that award was Elden Ring. So, you know, we we got some, some rumors early that George R. R. Martin and Miyazaki... Uh, from FromSoft had teamed up to bring a new game into the mix, and they actually brought a trailer, a uh, cinematic trailer, which was fantastic. Uh, so That's if you haven't watched that one yet, you'll yeah. you definitely should. Uh, definitely looks like Dark Souls, uh, the Soulsborne esque. Um, you know, but one thing that people have usually been on the fence about on those games is how they tell the stories in Dark Souls games. Um, so it, it's very hidden. A lot of it is reading item descriptions stuff like that. And the fact that they've teamed up with uh, George R.R. Martin makes me believe that they're, they're looking to, to build an action adventure game. And that's much more story driven, um, which you, you kind of feel in Sekiro a little bit as well. Uh, Cause it was a, a little bit more of a step away from the form. Um, so I'm pretty excited. It looks like dark souls, but, but more high fantasy. Um, so definitely check the trailer out. They yeah. are also saying it's going to be the, uh, biggest game that they've done to date so that'll be i love the color in it like all the the reds and stuff and then the yeah. sense of decay when the guy was like smashing the the ring or whatever at the forge and kind of the kind of coming apart and bursting apart and like just the light breaking through the red and stuff like all of the just the color look yeah, gorgeous it, it is beautiful and it, it, it it's gonna be a home run you know it's gonna be a home run yes so and that one that one they didn't give an exact date, right? I don't believe they did. Was, I think they were saying 2020 maybe, but I, I can't remember. Yeah. Exactly on that one. But yeah, dude, that one looked great. And I, I know there were so many rumors that I honestly thought were more likely to be showed that weren't at E3. And so for that one to actually get shown was was awesome. And then for the best presentation, I think we're all in agreement. It was Cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, yep. Keanu. Keanu. That's right. And I, I think... Nothing really compared to that one. Um, as far as like the best publisher show, I honestly think there are several pretty decent uh, shows. I think ultimately, as far as like pacing and the, uh, a mix of showing support for current games and announcing new games, I, I think I'm going to go Ubisoft on this one. I honestly think Microsoft had one of the best shows of everybody, but I was so disappointed with certain factors in that. Uh, yeah, for, for me, I, I, yeah. I would probably go ubisoft and uh, i honestly had less invested in ubisoft um but they you know right right as the show started they go hey we just dropped a thing in assassin's creed where you can make your own stories your own missions that's pretty yeah, cool you know i was um and then they're at, doing the i can't remember what that like kind of the tour mode or whatever like they did kind of the educational resource or whatever for origins that's coming yeah. soon for odyssey you know th that's how they opened was Really, before the, story, the real show started, they were like, "Here's some pre-show, just kind of service to support for for a game you guys are already already playing and enjoy." Yeah, and then they and then they brought out, you know, they started their stage show with uh, a section of the uh, what is it called? Why am I losing this word right now? Orchestra from the Assassin's Creed. Yes, game. Assassin's Creed. That was cool. And oh, they played this overture, you know, to this footage that spanned all the Assassin's Creed games and it was really cool. It was neat. Um, and then they announced, you know, a tour with the whole orchestra 
that'll be coming to different cities. Uh, so if you're, you know, into Assassin's Creed is Kyle and other people <laughs> yes. on this podcast. I'm, I'm writing it down right <laughs> you now. You the orchestra and... was going around. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch them. It was cool to hear the, the music and then to hear, like, to see and remember so many of those iconic trailers for yeah. those games. Like, I forget, like, how many of those were so cool. But yeah. And then they played the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia theme music. Yeah. And, and I was like, McElroy what the fuck? Out. Yeah. Oh, and no. I thought that whole thing was weird. I didn't. I did too. I was on my lunch break. And so I didn't get to finish it because I had to go back to work. But it was not like, good. It wasn't. It was very strange. And just it felt awkward. I guess they're doing a show on Apple TV. Uh, yeah. That's got like the worst. It's like Mythic Quest, the yeah. Raven Dick. I don't know. It's like it, the longest fucking title for a TV show. Yeah, and, and it, it didn't seem super funny. So no, it was it was kind of cringy. It's about but game developers and it's it's basically like a game that's essentially World of Warcraft, and they're having to make their first expansion. And uh he's the creative director or whatever, Rob. Uh what's his last name again? Whatever, whatever, however Mac, you pronounce Mac, it. Mac, McElhaney Mac, or whatever. Mac, Mac, McElhaney or McElhaney. Yeah. Or... yeah. Oh, I was really yeah, hoping you'd come in confident. Just call him Mac, dude. Just call him yeah, Mac. Yeah, Mac. Country Mac back in the big city. Okay. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, his presentation was not great. He seemed very out of his element. The teaser for the show looked pretty awful. And uh, that was a real bummer. Um, seems like the that Sunny cast, which Sunny's one of my favorite comedies of all time, uh, not too great at doing anything else. <laughs> but that's okay. That's the, Horrible yeah. bosses and AP Bio yeah. are good. Okay, uh, okay. What's what's Sweet D show? That one was fun to the mic. Uh, yeah, that, that, that one was good. Yeah. Okay. Right. Not you, Rob. You not you, Rob. You stay and work on it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> you don't get to come to eat more fight no milk. Yeah, less mythic quest. God, you should, uh, what you promised so high in the crow? This shut off more Gus Recon. Um, John Bernthal came and talked for a little bit. I thought he did a pretty good job. I think like just the lines they wrote for him at the end were pretty bad. Like that was one bad part of the Ubisoft shows. Like every presentation ended I with like, it. I know. "We'll see oh. you." And like so for John Berenthal, it's like, "You're gonna be hunting me." I'll see you in Aroa. Better oh bring your best or whatever, some crap. But oh it was no. like every game, somebody at the end was like, we'll see you on the battlefield. We'll see you on the dance floor. We'll see you on the roller derby ring. <laughs> like it was like every <laughs> presentation. Um, but they showed so many different games. And they have a game coming out uh, that's made by the same team that made Odyssey that's called Gods and Monsters. <laughs> And it looks yeah. kind of like a Breath of the Wild type yeah, yeah. game. It looks using like Greek mythology. Yeah, it looks like they wanted to kind of catch that that Zelda trend. Yeah. So we'll, we'll very, see. very heard of that. stylistically cool. in the vein of Breath of the Wild. It almost For looks sure. like the same thing. And then this leads to the Who the Fuck Wants a Roller Derby Game Award. So <laughs> Ubisoft <laughs> announced Roller Champions, which I think does a full release uh, early. <laughs> Fall, but they <laughs> they put it out. Oh um, I mean, it's not fair to say like <laughs> nobody wants that game, but for it to be part of your presentation at E three, yeah, 
Yeah, but like it, you know, <laughs> but still like like that's that's not a game I'm particularly interested in, but I do admire the fact that like hey, here's a new game you can play right now because they they made it where you could play the yeah, you had limited access to it for a week or something. That's a good move at an E3 show is like hey, here's a game that's coming out soon. You can play it this week for free. Try it out, see if you uh, like it. For free. And yeah, that's good then. Yeah, and and a lot of people honestly like from what I've heard like I've watched it and it looks kind of silly and stuff, but a lot of people compare it to Rocket League, like just something what? about it's like really simple but kind of hard to master. So who knows? Um, I'm interested but, to try it now after hearing that. Yeah, I, I kept hearing people go like, "Oh man, it's kind of like Rocket League," and I'm like, "Well, I fucking yeah. love Rocket League." Okay. Um, but I was not particularly interested when I saw it. I was very surprised by a roller derby game. And so let's end our awards on a positive note with the biggest disappointment of E3. Uh, what, what was the biggest disappointment for you guys? That's that's a tough question. There were a lot of disappointments. Yeah, yeah. I would say for me it was the fact that there is not a new Splinter Cell game announced. I think yeah, that I, one and no Halo gameplay are kind of my two. I was going to say yeah. beefs. Did you know the... There's a new Halo game coming out, Kyle? I did. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Nice. I was about to ask. I had it written down to ask. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I'd have to say mine was probably Bethesda. I yeah. Like you should have done some more Elder Scrolls stuff. I mean, you did it, was it last year? Like, kind of keep following up on it a little bit at least, but just right, completely right. ignore you gotta it. Right, right. add to just, that. Yes. Like, uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're still doing the support for online, but that's all they are showing, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, that was the bulk of their conference was just like, here's stuff for Fallout, here's stuff for Elder Scrolls Online, and then here are two kind of bigger games coming in the fall. But anyway, I, I think we've kind of ran through everything we intended to. Uh, Brooks, you want to end this episode as we end every episode and tell us what's in the box this week? Yeah, I'll end this on a uh, on a more positive note than our last pod. Okay. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it, it, in the box this week is a bottle of Narcan, uh, and that's going to be for you guys to uh, bring me back to life when Cyberpunk 2077 comes out because I'm going to tie off and mainline that bitch right in my veins. 